my powers are not a gift, but a curse. Born out of rage. Black Adam. You believe you are not worthy. But you have two paths. You can be the destroyer of this world. Or you can be its savior. The world needed a hero. Instead, it got me. Jingles, Spider, got a question for you. If you guys uh -oh. were anti-heroes, anti if you had acquired powers through some mystical means, um, y'all became anti-heroes. Uh, what would your what would your kind of quick origin story be, as well as what would be your catchphrase? Uh, I'll start us off and say that my name is a my my bad backstory would be is that uh, during a drive-by shooting in an inner-city neighborhood, I I am in the car. Um, driving my family somewhere to an amusement park and uh, we end up getting shot and hurt and such and um, I end up getting rolled into radioactive chemicals in the process while the crash is going on and that radioactive chemicals uh, cause me to be able to like change my density in different ways in my, my physical density, body density and stuff. Like I could turn myself into the elements. Like I could turn myself into smoke, fire, water, stuff like that. And so then I go on a tirade trying to find the people who took out my family and this drive by and stop these gangs. Um, but I think I would just call myself the breaker. And whenever I showed up in these gangland neighborhoods and like I would like float in, like just be like air and float in. And then somebody would try to punch me and I'd immediately turn myself to like steel or something. And then right before I hit them, I'd just be like, I came to bring the pain. And that'd be my, that'd be my slogan as I would start shifting in and out of different forms. So that like if I'm being punched, I would be as hard as steel. But if I'm being, you know, shot at or something, then I could just become like smoke. So that way the bullets would go through me and then they would shoot each other. So that'd be my that'd be my that'd be my anti-hero backstory. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Yeah, I would just do spawn. <laughs> just just do spawn. Yeah, and then then I would be spawn. I would be a spawn. Mm -hmm. a and then spawn? Uh, I would say uh, it's spawning time, and then I would uh, spawn all over the place. Darn it! You took my joke. <laughs> I was I was gonna be like it's jingles time and then I jingle all over the place. Yeah, yep. Well, I like yours. It sounds like a real uh, a real action. Yeah. <laughs> so jingles, would you be like Santa yeah. Claus? Would you like have a Mister like some sort of bat? Nope. What would be your special? No, nope, we're uh, we're actually not gonna go into detail <laughs> about. We're gonna well, let I the was, audience. Well, I was gonna I was gonna, but Smider says I can't. No, so. sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> 
you feel like you can get why, a real good joke out of it. It's interesting that you would automatically hear jingling and assume Santa Claus. You see, that's that's where we would get you, you mm. see. You hear jingling and be like, oh, we're safe. Santa's here. He's not going to do anything to us. He'll just, like, I don't know, give us presents or something because we're good or bad, depending on how anti-hero I'm being that day. Yep. Um, and then, uh, as it turns out, I'll be dressed like Krampus, and it'll be like like uh jingle bells but like in reverse there so instead go. of ding 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 it'll be ying 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh damn my. that's hard gotcha gotcha and so today for those also my home. powers don't work when it's not winter there you ah. go so i can i i'm only effective during the months of december through early february well you know depending on where you are some marches get pretty dapperly cold yeah, but I don't make enough money during my anti-heroing to travel to different <laughs> places. So I'd just be like where I am because that's all I could afford. Okay, fair enough. And of course, I, I live in butt-touch nowhere with a population of 6,000 people. So crime really doesn't happen very often. Not real crime. Not, not real crime. Not real cool crime. Um, so like the, the biggest thing that we have to deal with is maybe asking homeless people to like maybe not hang out where they, at our workplaces. That's like mm. the long and short of it mm. so um but i'll scare them with my anti-jingle bells gotcha gotcha go. okay so we are talking about today of course uh the i i, I do we consider it blockbuster at this point with how much money it's made so far uh well you see block blockbusters are just like a certain type of movie that comes out during like summertime okay, or so like not really it, it's like a it's it, it's a type of movie. Okay, yeah. fair enough. So we're going to talk about Black Adam, uh, the good, bad, and ugly, uh, with of course Dwayne the Rock Johnson, who's been working oh, on this since what? like two thousand eighteen. What a shocker! Um, and I really, I, I'm glad that they finally finished it. Like I, you know, because we've heard off and on for a while that this movie was going to happen. And, like, after a point, you know, of course, COVID happened in 2020, but then you still have to factor, you know, 2020, 2021 as well. But you have to factor a lot of things. Where a lot of ducks were getting put in a row. And then also the whole Henry Cavill situation with, you know, can, know we, work out, can we work out something where we can get him back as Superman? Because uh, The Rock made it very clear that he wanted Henry Cavill to come back as Superman. They're apparently friends in real life. Also, uh, his ex-wife is also... As well as his manager being The Rock, he's also the man, she's also the manager of Henry Cavill, and so they, you know, trying to get him. And of course, Warner has gone through their transitions, and so now I guess because of these transitions they went through, uh, they were like, yeah, we can get him back for a cameo, and so they did. And so now, shortly after the cameo and people hearing about it, Henry Cavill came out and basically said, hey, yeah, I'm leaving The Witcher, and I'm going to be doing super, I'm going to be Superman again, and so that's going to be dope. And, you know, I don't know that he said that's going to be dope. That's me more so saying those words. Sure. But anyway, you know, but yeah, basically. No, I believed, I believed that you, that he said <laughs> it's going to be dope, but whoa, thank God you cleared that up. <laughs> All but, right. But uh, Liam, Hems, Liam Helmsworth, uh, brother to Chris Hemsworth. Hemsworth. Be, Never heard Hems, of him. Wait, did I not say it? How did I say it? You said Helm. Helm. I added an L. Okay. Hemsworth. Uh, will be taking over Hemides. in the uh, wake of this in The Witcher. 
for the next season. And, uh, <laughs> Hi, everybody. It's me, the Witcher. <laughs> I'm going to be the Witcher now. Look at me. I'm Geralt of Rivia. <laughs> oh, watch out. If you're a monster, I'll stab you with my silver sword. But if you're a bad human, I'll stab you with my steel sword. Don't what? get them mixed up. Oh, hello, hello there, Geralt of Rivia. You're a Witcher. And the rest of us don't like you because you're a Witcher. Yeah, well, you know what? I don't care if you don't like me. Just pay me anytime you have monster issues. Now look here, Garrel Rivia. We're going to go ahead and try to fight you for some reason. Oh, it's because you're a racist. That's right. And we think that witches are a race instead of weird mutant men. It's but that's unnatural, so we're going to fight you. Well, that just means you're a bigot. And therefore, I am justified in using my steel sword to end your life. There you go. Real slow stab into the eyeball. There you go. Now you don't even have to watch the new season of The Witcher. We just did it for yeah, you. Yeah, we did it for you. There you go. I, yeah. I don't think I actually picked up the second season of The Witcher. Uh, I really didn't watch it. I've heard a lot of mixed reviews on it. Um, so we watched I don't it. Know, I didn't know. So, yeah, we can once once I get the chance to watch it, because I will be getting Netflix back, because they're bringing back, um, they're bringing back uh, Dead to Me for the last season. So I'll probably... Catch up on some of my Netflix watching while I'm doing that month at least. So, but anyway, um, we're talking about Black Adam. And so, good, bad, ugly, and all that stuff. Um, Do we not want to talk about the new stuff that happens since we've taken a break? You know, I feel like we'd be here for about an hour trying to catch up all the news. And so, I mean... Yep. I'd rather just hey, uh, talk you, about the usually movies. you usually you like to talk about the news before I, I do. If we're not going to do that. That's fine. I do usually today. There is so no news. Everybody, everything that happened this last <laughs> week, forget about it. <laughs> oh, if you'd like to talk about the news, we can definitely talk about the news. I wasn't planning on it, but I don't mind talking about it. I uh, mean, you said that we were going to the last time we brought this up. That's I, why I'm double checking. <laughs> okay. I didn't realize I we don't have that. to if you didn't want to. <laughs> he physically went. <laughs> I I say let's. I say honestly. Yeah, I say honestly. It's your call. Not, it's your show. Let, let, that's not right now. Let's just let's just talk about the movie. Okay. Keep cool. It simple. Okay. So. Okay. Um, Good, bad, ugly stuff about it. General thoughts first before we get to any real beef of the movie. I'll let uh, I will start with uh, Jingles. Let him share his uh, thoughts, just initial thoughts on the film, and then we'll kind of go from there. Let him pick the next person. Okay. Well, it was definitely one of the most okayest movies to come out this year. It was definitely totally fine. Uh, much like so many of these other like non MCU superhero movies they are mostly okay then this one was also fine um you know because historically in the comics black adam is well known for being an anti-hero and definitely not for being a hard villain and um now they, they went ahead and did the same thing that they've done with all these other like well, these bad guys were bad guys, but now we're, they're going to be the protagonists in these movies, so now they have to be the good guys. Um, like buckle with, up for Craven, folks. Yeah, buckle up for Craven the Hunter. Craven the Hunter, who um, loves animals, no, apparently. No. Just Craven. 
Yeah, just oh, sorry, just Craven. Just Craven. You're right. Because Craven the Hunter sounds too silly. That's right. And we want this to be taken very seriously. Alexi Cravenoff. That should just be the title. Um, yeah, that's true. And so stuff like the Venom movies and Morbius, and now this one as well. They have a they have the main character who's bad, but then they need to introduce somebody that's like really really bad, and so they introduce a character that's just pretty much them but worse mm-hmm. they did it in this one they did it in morbius they did it in both venom movies so yeah it's it's the same thing again those movies are the same um you're essentially getting the same thing here with this except occasionally you'll get to see uh, amanda waller poke her face out and she's all like i'm upset about things for some reason and then leaves um there was some the fight scenes i liked a lot um, the story was fine. Um, and yeah, that's, that's like most of the praise that I can give. That's my general thoughts about this movie is it's fine. Bretta, what did you think about this movie? I, uh, I felt like it was good. I felt like it was, uh, on uh, the more well-constructed side of, Okay. At the uh, at the risk of sounding vague, um, I felt that it was a much more competently made film than other ones that we've seen coming out from DC, and it. I'll save this for like the the worst parts. I thought it. I thought that the. I thought the actual representation and implementation of everybody's superpowers looked really good. I actually I actually liked the mix and match that they had going on with everybody's powers. And I think the one that probably impressed me the most easily was Cyclone. I thought uh, the way they made her powers look. Green Cyclone. Green, green Cyclone. Okay. I thought it was just Cyclone. Uh, yeah, the way that they made her no, powers. I could be stupid, though, because I am <laughs> not a DC fanboy. Um, regardless, the way that they made her powers look, I thought, was actually really, really impressive. The They changed it so that she's less like Storm and more like her own thing. Yeah, okay, and just it, Cyclone. And it all came down to how she uses her powers. Because she's not set in a singular pose and just letting the wind whip around her. She's t- physically tumbling through the wind. And I I actually really, really like that. And I thought Dr. Fate's powers looked great. And um, I really enjoy that part where Black Adam first wakes up and just starts going to town on those mercenaries. Be mostly in those parts where it's focused on the other characters, but in the background you could see him just slowly floating around and just one-shotting everybody. I uh, I really really thought that that was done well, and um, I thought that the story was I thought that the story was well constructed on its own. Yeah, it's it's something that I'm that a lot of us were sort of expecting, but 
I know that just structurally how it's set, I know that that's actually going to appeal to a lot of people. The na- the way that they've rewritten his backstory. And I know that that's going to actually make a lot of people feel really sympathetic. He's probably going to, uh, he's no doubt going to become a very popular character going forward. That's my, that's my positive contributions. What do you think, Will? So I, I really appreciate the fact that although we've seen the man out of time trope a few times, I mean, especially things like Captain America and even Captain America Winter Soldier later on with Bucky and kind of his whole thing with him being losing that grasp of reality due to the stuff that was done to him. I really appreciate it because I'll be honest, going into this movie, most roles I've seen The Rock in, it's just The Rock as a sheriff. The Rock as an animal trainer. The Rock as a gigolo. The Rock as a criminal. The Rock as... And it's just The Rock turned up to 11, you know, similar to what he was in WWE in a lot of ways. Except for kind of Get Shorty, he kind of played against type there. But for the most part, I mean, most of the roles just seem like The Rock is playing the character of this person. Um... With this movie, at first I kind of felt like that, but then again, it was interesting that he wasn't talking a whole bunch. Uh, he definitely played a more strong, solid brooding type for a while, but then even once you know you get him in there, there was some heart to it that I didn't expect from him in this role. And again, with it being, I kind of feel a lot like y'all have expressed already about the fact that you know, you're dealing with somebody who's supposed to probably be a bad guy, and then they turn him into an anti-hero because the plot dictated it. Uh, but overall, I think some of the extra characters were interesting too, like the mother and son, uh, combo with the brother, you know, I thought they were really interesting, although I don't remember their names, so, but I, I thought, like, she, especially, there's a moment in the thing where Hawkman comes in and he brings in these prisoners, because, of course, Black Adam has a bad habit of killing everybody, and so, uh, you get this point where they're like trying to figure out how to get the information out of the well, one of the guards or whatever. And then like, mom just runs up, just knees this dude in the head. It's just like, where's my son? <laughs> like, everybody's got like, oh, okay. Well, this is how this is going to go. So I thought that was interesting. I thought it was good to see the side. You could call kind the of side characters. But then also it was cool to see the community as a whole kind of come together and save themselves. It wasn't just... It wasn't just the heroes and the villains fighting. It was the community of people coming together to stand up for their own world, so to speak. And even to the point where, like, when the Justice Society shows up, there's that moment where the 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 woman that kind of break, kind of reawakens Black Adam. She's like, "Well, where were you when the Inner Gang came in and took over this place? Where were you when these people were trying to get to the the all this other stuff beforehand? You didn't show up then, yet you claim you're trying to establish." Uh, uh, humanitarian efforts, but you never showed up then. Like, you've had to have known this was happening, but you didn't do anything until now. Now that this champion has risen up, all of a sudden, you now you're coming in trying to take him down. You know, and, and I thought that was an interesting dichotomy in the fact that the people had something that inspired them to stand for themselves, and they kind of stood against the Justice Society. Um, so I thought that was neat. I thought that was a different twist on that idea that even though Black Adam constantly said, I'm not a hero. Like, I noticed they said, had him say that a lot. I'm not a hero, you know. But he, in a way, was because of what he inspired. Uh, whether he was heroic or not was a different story. But, 
he ended up himself didn't feel like he was a hero. So I thought that was interesting how many times he said that. I got to the point where I was sitting there wondering if he was just going to start talking about family and we were going to end up crossing this over Fast and the Furious somehow. Because <laughs> Fast and Furious, you know, that other super mega franchise everybody knows about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he just he said I'm not a hero. Even though he he didn't even say it's about family. He didn't even say that. It wasn't even him. That was dumb. I was comparing it. I was comparing the fact that how many times he said I'm not a hero to Vin Diesel talking about family. You just no no. You you just just said you you were expecting him (laughs) to say to start talking about family. That's what you said. You did. I did say that. Yeah. The way he was going. And I should have probably said, compared it to how much Vin Diesel talked about family. It just felt hey, weird. Then that would have been better. Yeah. So to, to, to state my statement the way it should have been stated, <laughs> he stated he wasn't a hero. I should have about said it the way that I should have said it. <laughs> as Vin Diesel constantly keeps talking about family in these movies. Because he talked about it a lot, not being a hero a lot. So. Hey, you know who else did that? Uh, Daredevil in the 2003 movie Daredevil. I'm not a hero. I'm not a hero. He said that like a bunch of times. I'm too. a guardian devil. <laughs> and then it, and then, and then it said, "Wake me up! Wake me up inside! Yeah, wake up! Wake me up inside!" You know Batman. that if you watch the movie. I watched Daredevil. Ben Affleck. Of, of, of course, everybody Will has never no, seen everybody a single knows Marvel that. movie. Everybody's seen Daredevil. Calm down. <laughs> All right, you're right, you're right, you're right. There's not a person on earth who hasn't seen the 2003 Daredevil. <laughs> but if you'd like, we can go over that in a future bad movie episode. So, yeah, if you need, huh. it, you uh, it's a masterpiece. Will <laughs> okay. next, you're gonna tell me that Catwoman's bad. Look, that Morbius don't, don't, is don't, bad. Don't, don't you bring up Catwoman. That's still on my list of movies I'm never going to intentionally watch. Just saying. Halle Maybe Berry you is could put it as like a stretch things, goal or something. Stretch goal would be good. Not there. Yeah, stretch like uh, you get X, uh, X amount get of followers X amount of patrons and you have to sit down and watch it. We will, we will watch, I'll watch Catwoman and rant for an hour and a half mm-hmm. on how bad this movie is. But anyway, um, so we've kind of talked about our general thoughts on it. Um, what did you love about this movie? What did I love, did love? about this movie? Yes. I love Dr. Fate. I am a fan of Dr. Fate, and I really liked his depiction in this movie. It was neat. He was clever. And then he expired like a hero. Uh, that gives me a big sad, but, oh, and also it's, it's quite clear, like he didn't have to do that, but sacrifices must be made because Mm. it's, it's serious business. And also Pierce Brunson is like a million billion years old. Yeah. So there was no way he was going to stick around. There was no way, but the suit, I think all of the suits looked really good Mm -hmm. except for maybe cyclones. I thought it was a little too busy. If they simplified it a little bit, like everybody else's outfits, I thought were like quite simple. Mm-hmm. Um, even Hawkman's, but uh, even that is like a little busy for me. Mm-hmm. But uh, I really like the way that uh, Doctor Fate looked. Uh, I like the way Adam Smasher looked. Uh, Black Adam was Black Adam; and he looked fine. Um, I think. Uh, oh, and also, as I mentioned before, I thought the fight scenes looked really nice. Um, but that's probably the limits of what I learned about this movie. Mm-hmm. What about you, bro? 
Oh, I already stated my positives. Yeah, you were supposed to save it until this section. I guess I was. I'm sorry. Because he was just like, general thoughts. Uh, general Zod? What? Oh. <laughs> Wait, was he in this movie? Ha, 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 ha. That's so weird. But I'm uh, 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 you know, uh, 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 yeah, yeah, uh-huh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Well, what about you? What did you love? What did you love about this movie? about this movie? First of all, I appreciated Henry Winkler being revealed as the initial Adam Smasher. I thought that was pretty funny. I did, oh, I did like that too. The Fonz was, was very the, Fonz, the Fonz was Adam, the first Adam Smasher, and he his whole thing was, <laughs> you know, you're going to do great. By the way, don't mess up that outfit. That's vintage. You know, so I thought that was pretty funny. Um, I appreciated the fact that. Because it was kind of mentioned earlier when y'all were talking about the way they handled. Um... Okay, I'm sorry. I'm getting a. I'm getting I'm getting mixed up because I keep wanting to call her Red Tornado, and I know that's not her name. Cyclone. Cyclone. Okay. Um... She was Red Tornado for a little bit in the comics, but continue. Okay, so Cyclone. Um, if I remember correctly, in the comics there was another female that was like a, a character named Cyclone beforehand or something like that. And she had like a some sort of metal helmet or something like that. But there again, I, I'd have to go back and look that up for more detail. I'm um, not seeing any images of that and I have Cyclone pulled up on my computer right now. Okay. But um, there, there, you know, so that was interesting. I did love the fact that she referred to it as uh, I think it was like aerokinesis or something like that that she was doing. Like so, it wasn't. It didn't feel. It didn't feel as much super powery or mystical as more like scientific. So I thought that was interesting because it by it kind of it kind of tethered the worlds because with Cap with with Doctor Fate, he's definitely more of the mystical seed. With Hawkman, you've got this mix of technology with the nth metal and the magic and the mysticism, and then you know you've got Cyclone and. Um, and Adam Smasher, who are very much more sciencey based. So I thought that was really cool. I like the way they kind of portrayed the characters. I like the fact that <laughs> every time Adam Smasher messed up, Hawkman is sitting there going, Yeah, you and me, after this. <laughs> like, I have a funny feeling like I, I wish we had seen the conversations they were having every time because it just, it just feels like. And I must say, um, the guy playing Hawkman, very dapper when he wasn't dressed as Hawkman. Um, I disagree. I think he was very dapper, even while dressed as Hawkman. You know, here's the thing. I mean, he's supposed yeah. to look. I like uh, a, I think so too. He was supposed to look like. A, well, I'm saying I love that suit that he was wearing. Him and uh, Doctor Fate. Um, I love their suitage that they had on. It, it, it's very the suit. The suits were very pleated and nice looking, and looked like they had some resources amongst them to to to, to do this. Um. So I thought that was interesting. I did really enjoy, again, kind of the the kid kind of going from being this kind of kid sidekick that was kind of being annoying at first to actually standing up and being his own person and kind of helping. And even like the part where the mom's like, you know, he's like, I want to help mom. She's like, yeah, that's cool, but you can do more to swing a stick. And so when he goes out and starts encouraging the people to come together, it's like we have to save ourselves. It's not enough to have a champion. We must, we must, you know, do what we have to do to defend this, defend our city, you know, ourselves. 
And so, you know, KC does the symbol that is, is either the Illuminati symbol or the Jay-Z symbol or whatever that symbol is with a triangle to the sky, you know, to call forth the power of Black Adam and everything. And so, you know, they do that. But, um, another thing I really enjoyed, like I said, is the main, the, main, the mom, you know, and her character, kind of this whole idea that, that the, I like the bit of a misdirect in that his son was supposed to be the champion and his son gives up the power because he felt like his dad was the champion even though he wasn't. I thought that was an interesting twist on it uh, because I know in the story, I believe it was his nephew in the comics that had the power initially and he split his power with Teth Adam so that they could fight together and then whenever he tried to call the power down himself, basically as soon as he said Shazam, Tep Adam killed him, thus getting the power all to himself. And that's part of the reason why the wizards were angry because they were like, this was something the champion sacrificed himself to, to give you power, but yet you didn't. Because basically it's a parallel to the Batsons. You know, it's a parallel to, to Captain Marvel or, or Shazam and his family. And the idea that there was supposed to be a, a Black Adam side of that quotient. Sorry, did you say Batsuit? I thought he said Batsuit, but Batson. I know he, he said Batson. Oh, Billy Batson. Oh, Billy Batson. Okay, thank yeah. you. Sorry. Yeah, no, Sorry, no, no Batsuits. Although I was surprised we didn't get a Batsuit with the way things are going, but I, I will talk about that in the days I didn't like section. Uh, so, but overall, I thought it was interesting that they changed that up to where the son just gave him the power, basically, and said, here, you know. You're the champion we need. I'm not the champion we need. You are, basically. I'm, I'm fairly certain the kid didn't give him the powers because he was like, you You need to be the champion. I think the kid gave him the powers to, to help save, save his, his life. life. Yeah, because his dad was dying. But he still believes De- he dead was... Dead and dying. Yeah, but didn't, doesn't he say to him at some point when he's like, these powers, I don't... There are no words exchanged. It's just him retelling yeah. like and then he gave me his like, powers I'm, i was dying and then he gave he saved my life yeah, yeah. okay the arrow and he was and like father say these words with me yep. yeah it's it was almost as if the the bad king was like just waiting for an opportunity yeah it was so fast it was so fast it was so fast so that was interesting i thought but then also oh um even the only thing I... No, I'm not going to put that there. I'm not going to put that there. I'm not going to say that because that's not the point for this. Uh, Uh-oh. So, I think the other thing I really enjoyed was... The ending. The main ending. Where you see Black Adam kind of smash the throne. And it's the idea that he doesn't need to rule them. But that he that he will be their protector. You know, so that's a very interesting change of heart from the beginning, it seems, to where he could have very easily been like, I'm going to rule them all. Which, again, is a Black black Adam move from the comics, is that he would he would definitely want to rule the people. He wouldn't be mm-hmm. like, I'll protect them. He would definitely want to rule. So I think that's an well, interesting Well, in, in the beginning, he didn't want to rule anyway. And so to say that it's different from how it was in the beginning, I don't think is particularly correct, because he didn't want to be a hero. He just wanted to kill people, and he had no desires to rule anybody or be worshipped by anybody. And he kind of made that point clear when he was all like, that statue's not of me. 
That statue is of the real champion. I'm not the actual champion of the people. Okay. And so, basically, at the end of the day, I feel like the thing about it that was interesting was, of course, he destroys the throne. He says, you know, they need a champion. You know, type of thing. So he said he decides to take that responsibility, so to speak, to be the champion, even though he didn't want to be the champion initially. Yeah, that that is the difference: is that he's willing to to protect the people and be a champion now because mm-hmm. he didn't want to before. Yeah. So, is there anything else on the good? Because we want to kind of get to the things we may not have liked about the movie so much. I think we went through it. I think that's about it for the yeah. good. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I'll start with the bad and kind of my things. One, please explain to me what the whole purpose okay. of Amanda Waller is for the these movies. Like, she was in Suicide Squad. Okay, I understand her being in Suicide Squad. I understand her doing the Suicide Squad thing. That's kind of her realm. All right? But then you're going to tell me that she can command the what's left of the Justice Society or what the Justice Society is in that movie universe because... You know, there was no real history of the JSA before that. It's just basically, this is who we are. This is who's on the team. Because um, I don't understand why Amanda Waller's involved. Other than they needed somebody to kind of point people in a direction and go and deal with this dude. I can tell you that. Okay, yeah. go ahead. The movie explains why she's involved. That was her prison that they were going to put Black Adam in. Yeah, but why though? Because it's the best prison. She's already used to dealing with metahumans out of all these other movies. So she's built the best prison. Yeah, but yeah, but why, why though? <laughs> because she's got the best one. She's she has the most forehand knowledge on how to keep superpowered people in prison. So it would make sense. <laughs> I don't think it's that big of a leap in logic to just sort of assume like Oh, Amanda Waller, Suicide Squad, superpowered prisoners. Oh, sorry, air quote, superpowered prisoners. Right. Um, oh, okay. And she's going to be keeping her eyes on Teth Adam. Yep. Makes sense. Okay. Because to me, it felt. Now. Oh. If that's not enough, that's a different story. Okay. Well, it's not enough for me. And I'll tell you why. Hmm. <sighs> I'll, I'll hear you out. Sure. I'll okay. hear you out. Let's, yeah, hear. Let's, let's hear this. So, first thing first, I don't understand I'm realist. why... the Exactly. I don't understand why, they're in, why she's involved at all in a situation where... Unless... I can understand if the JSA was like, hey, we don't have a place to store somebody like this. This person is becoming a threat. But when they present it, it's as though she's presenting the information to Hawkman like, this guy is a threat. And I need you to detain him. I'm like, why would the JSA listen to anything Amanda Waller had to say? Like, Amanda Waller's never, like, really... Even in the prior DCU movies, mm-hmm. the relationship with Amanda Waller has been tepid. Because, like, you know, Batman has the files or whatever. He hands her the files. But they're not buddies. They're not pals. Like, I'm not understanding where the connection is that is supposed to make me believe that this person that I've seen primarily doing some shady stuff with prisoners. And you're going to now have the power to command the JSA to go get this dude and bring him to your high security prison. Like, why would they go do her bidding on it? Like, I can understand if they came to her and said, hey, 
We know you have a, a you, we know you have the best prison to hold a metahuman. And we really feel like we've got to get this guy. This is the reason we got to get him. You know, I, Hawkman, because it suggested that they had history in some regard. So it's like, okay. And, and, and I'll admit up front, I did not get to see about the first 10 minutes of the movie. So if I miss something that's important to that, please correct me. Because I was waiting on the concession stand, people, and it just took forever. Um, but anyway, by the time I got in, it was when old girl said the spell, and then he was standing there. He was sitting there, and the guards are all like, you take him out. No, you take him out. You take him out, type thing. That was where I came into the movie. And so, but my thing is, is that I'm sitting there going like, why would the JSA not go to Amanda Waller? Why is it... I don't understand how much power Amanda Waller has to be controlling, to, 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 to be able to call forth uh, somebody that we'll talk about at the end. Or to just be like, yeah, I need y'all to take this dude down and I need you to bring it to me so I can lock him away. Like, what establishes that, that she is commanding everybody? Because it, it feels like that's what's going on. I feel like she's calling the shots for JLA and JSA. And I'm like, when did she get that clout? When did she pull, when was she able to pull those triggers? How is she able to get them on their side like that? Like, don't they know she's doing all this stuff with the Suicide Squad? Like, is she hiding that from them? Because, I mean, the whole thing I mean, with they don't, Suicide They don't Squad, know that. Because the original thing with the whole Suicide Squad is she built the Suicide Squad to be against the heroes. No, no. You to be I, against... Uh, I, I want to I wanna simply bring up... What was the, the, the very first thing that she said was like a hypothetical that they would need Task Force X if the, for? If the superheroes went rogue. Mm -hmm. nope. I'm going to reword it for you because this is what she said. What if Superman flew down and tore the roof off the White House? Yeah. So her contingency is essentially what Black Adam is. Yeah. She was building this task force to deal with what essentially would be Black Adam. So are you saying that the JSA is part of Task Force X? No, I'm not. I'm saying, is it too far-fetched to believe that they have a partnership going? Mm. Because th as far as we know with the JSA, they don't have their own prison. Mm-hmm. So they'd have to make a deal with... Not yet, anyway. Not yet. No, it's not even as far as I know. <laughs> so they like, would have to... I'm just going to gonna keep shoving things into that uh, <laughs> mirror dimension. In that mirror dimension. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about that mirror dimension. It's awful. It's awful. <laughs> just don't think about it. Yep. Uh, so they'd have to contact somebody that has the best prisons to hold superpowered people. And publicly, we know that's Amanda Waller. Secretly... Task Force X is a completely black project. Nobody knows about it officially. And as far as we've seen in both Suicide Squad movies, the heroes have no idea about what the Suicide Squad does. Mm -hmm. So putting that together, one, the JSA and the JLA have no idea what Amanda Waller does in the shadows. All they know is that she has the best prison in this DCEU. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, though, it feels weird that she's the one coming to them and saying, you need to take this dude out for us, as opposed it never to them said, coming to her. See what I mean? It never said who came to who. It just started with them mid-conversation. It's just working together already. Yeah. yeah. And it shows yeah, her a good chance that they've already DC. done, like, they've already done business. Together. It would have been nice to have seen that or to make reference to it. 
is all I'm saying. Because I feel like without that reference, it to me at least. Well, it, that's you inferring something that doesn't exist. It's not a matter of me inferring something that doesn't exist. It's a matter of me not knowing because there was no point of explaining how they. Well, you just was. said that makes you assume that she's commanding them, that she has power over them. Yeah, I think which might, might be, not be correct. I think uh, somewhere in the, along the way, I don't know if you might. Like, I doubt that you're doing that. This is intentional, but I think you may be equating uh, partnership over these operations to Amanda Waller commanding them over this. And I don't think that's the case. I don't think she's telling them what to do. I think that this is probably just some sort of mutually beneficial partnership that they're uh, going through. But what I'm saying is and it would have been really it good would to be nice, that. And it would be nice to, like, I, I don't know how much more time out of the film you want to cover all of these little things but um i think they were just trusting narrative shorthand for us to fill in the gaps with that there's a lot of i think there's a lot of misunderstanding with film uh that people have that if it's not explicitly shown then it's a fault of the film or a fault of the story and i think that that's something that's sort of thrown around a lot without uh due consideration on the part of the creatives to essentially trust the audience to be able to put this stuff together and in a way i think they do a lot of that with superfluous details I think that th th it's not important enough in the film to go through all of that and um, and to spend the time, the extra line, minute, five minutes, whatever amount of time it would take to satisfy whatever sort of moving benchmark that would be in order to make sure okay now let's uh, here's this for the very last person in the theater who's not following us on this how all of this works uh, instead um there's a reason why it's called narrative shorthand because it's there to condense as much as you can of these larger narrative threads into one small space and that could be a whole bunch of different methods. Now, I want to sort of put it back in your lap, Will, and ask you, now, is this something that you've, like, because we're right now talking about things that we feel like are a problem with the film. Mm. I want to ask you, do you think that this is an actual technical problem with the film or is it a a subjective want that you feel like you would have enjoyed in the film? I feel like a simple sentence from either side would have fixed it for me. And again, I can't speak to whether it's a general thing for everybody because I'm the only one that's talking about this at the moment. I mean, I'm going to say this. If at the beginning of that call, uh, Hawkman is sitting there, you know, he's like, Waller, he's like, 
Paul. Like I just, I just I really want to reiterate. Do you think it's a technical problem of the film, or do you think it's a subjective desire that you have on the film? I feel like there's a problem in the film, and if there was a real simple way to fix it, where you okay. could have just had okay. a, you could have just had a sentence. You know, they recognize each other. And then Carter says something to the effect of, I hear you need us to help you detain somebody. Who is it, who is it we're helping you detain? Okay, so that thank you for, clarify, for clarifying that. So you do believe it's an actual technical issue right, because I don't, of the story. Right, because again, our experiences with the Suicide Squad prior to this tell a different story than what is being told with the current situation that's being shown to us in this movie. And I wish that there was more connectivity between all of these different projects. I mean, that'd probably clear a lot of things up for you. Maybe. Maybe. And I mean, I thought there was too, but there there again. You still have to remember that the the DCEU is still a pretty... Bro, would you you agree that it, like, disparaging or uh, disconnected... Uh, yeah, it's still it's, kind of the state that it's in. It, the state that the DCEU is in and always has been mm-hmm. is a very loose connection between everything. Yeah. Um, I mean, just the existence of the Suicide Squad versus Suicide Squad. Yeah. Um, that is even like a sequel, oh, yeah. but also a reboot. Yeah. Um, Which and kind of it's all like about. I guess the stuff that happened before did happen, yeah. but this is now the reality. Yeah. Right. So even between quote unquote sequels, there's still only just the loosest connection between them. Right. And so the DCEU itself has been just very, very loosely connected. Mm-hmm. So maybe what I'm looking for hasn't been filled in yet because of the fact they're still trying to figure out what they're doing. Right. Oh, I don't even know about that. Yeah. I think, uh, what you're asking for, I don't, I don't know if is necessarily necessary in the, in the case of this issue. in this movie. Yeah. All, all I think the filmmakers, all they needed to establish was these two are working together. Yeah. And oh look, Amanda Waller. Oh look, Amanda Waller's there. They're working together, and they're mm-hmm. gonna capture Black Adam, and they're gonna give Black Adam to Waller to put in her super prison. Mm-hmm. Like, that's all the filmmakers felt was necessary to establish in this movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, that was one thing that was a big sticking point with me. Um, yeah. You, w- you wish that they would have just gone into more detail with Which, them. even, like I said, even if it's just a matter of saying, hey, I, you know, we're working with you, Gwaller, you know, because we know you've got the best prison to hold him. But trust yeah. me, you know, it, 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 you can even establish, you know, maybe that 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 it's more of a bond out of necessity than bond out of hey, we're buds, we're good, because you know, again, if if we are establishing that we're still trying to build the DCU, then we can understand and say, well, would the JSA really be trusting of Waller? Not necessarily, you know. Why not? So, it's so, I mean, and again, I don't know because again, I'm, I'm speaking in terms of my understanding of what was given as opposed to what I wonder would have been. Mm-hmm. And so, but that's 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 that for that on that part of it. Mm-hmm. But I feel well, like, I'm gonna go oh, ahead and say, um, since you're like the only person that seems to be bringing this up, 
it could very much be more of a subjective thing rather than an actual technical issue with the movie. So then how would we determine that? Because would we have to go and look at other critics looking at the movie? That's, a, that's an awesome question. Because and how I, do you determine whether it's like, subjective or if that's a technical issue? Because if I'm not the only person yeah. that feels that way... I'm actually eh. super pumped about that question. Yeah. I mean, uh, I understand and, where the uh, subjectiveness I don't comes know. from. Well, uh, let, check this out. Like, So I'm super pumped about that question. And I want to talk about it and explore it, but I also want to ask you, Will, it's a pretty big subject. Do you want to save that for another episode? Maybe Um, let's let's revisit that. Yeah. Yeah, because it's a pretty involved answer. And um and I I again, we're Joe Schmoes from nowhere. Mm -hmm. But um We have thoughts. I, I just I really want to I like I would love to share some of these things that I've picked up on and I and I've learned um, to go over about storytelling like that. But uh, okay. yeah, that's interesting. I, I if you're cool with it, I would love for us to explore that in a later episode. Yeah, we can do that. That's not a problem at all. Um, yeah. So then the the thing I thought was interesting too was. And, and, and kind of a bit of the negative was, um, and it wasn't so much a negative of the film, it was more of the negative of people prior to the film. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Why do people care about race swapping when it comes oh, to certain characters? Oh, no. Because... Once again, not an issue with the movie, yeah, an issue with the this people this talking people about, about the, movie. the movie. prior, right. Because I'm like, okay, so Hawkman being black... Cyclone being black didn't affect the movie at all. It didn't affect the character you know story. What? It didn't affect anything. Uh, you know what? Screw those people. I don't care. I'm just. I'm just gonna say it. I, I feel no, like there's other things no, you're that you giving can do them power. Will that's all you're I'm giving them power by talking about them? <laughs> okay. Well, that's all I was gonna say. No, here's the deal. That's not an issue with the movie. We're talking about issues with the movie now. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. So, I thought there was a little bit too much slow mo fighting. Huh. I, okay. I, I enjoyed okay. the fighting scenes and stuff like that, especially this one where he's coming out and he's okay. Like, it's cool when he caught the bullet and then he's like, their magic is weak. Okay. And then, what is the material? I can't think of the material that, that he catches the bomb, he catches the, he catches the missile. Is it Eternium? I, I think that's right. And he catches the missile later because he's gone through it just like their plan. They're very much, you could tell there was very much inspired by Tiger Watiti to some extent and James Gunn because there was this moment where they're painted. It's something, something black. I don't know the song. Uh, <laughs> something, something black. <laughs> I see a red, red door, door and I want to paint it black. <laughs> it's called paint it black. It's called paint it black. <laughs> That was adorable, though, to hear you do that. Although, really, I think we all agree that uh, the 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 fights scene right there should have had the song wrapped in black instead. Or, ah! or the man in black by Johnny Cash. Says, nope. nope. Wrapped in black is better because would, it actually uses the lyrics from Malcolm X's speech 
where it goes too black, too strong. Except it's a song. Yeah. No, okay. you, you you need to check out that song, Will. Okay. And then and then it's all like ah, Black Adam is too black and too strong. And too strong. Send me the send, send me a link to that song. Send me a link. Send me a link to that later. I'll post it right now. Okay. And to and just try to wrap your head around the fact that it's in a Sonic game. It's a Sonic the Hedgehog song. What? Wow. Okay. Where part of the song is just yeah an audio clip of Malcolm X from one of his speeches saying too black, too strong. Wow. I'm gonna post it in the chat right now. There you now. go. That, that's crazy. But yeah, it's I, the it, final boss song from Sonic Rush, dude. Oh it's like it's 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 fascinating. You need to listen to, it and then we'll yeah, talk about uh, it later. Yeah, uh, no, no. we'll listen to it uh, after we're done recording. Yeah, uh, because I want to hear what you have to say. Okay, about it. we can yeah. do that. And then you you will agree with me that that should that have been, been the song. song. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so not bring the noise by Public Enemy, or because bring the noise by Public Enemy starts off with the too black, too strong. Too yeah, black, but too Wrapped strong. in Black has the entire song have it say too black, too strong. Okay. Yeah, and it's only ever broken up with original lyrics that go black and black and black and black, wrapped, wrapped in, in black, black, wrapped in black. And then it repeats on that. Okay, fair enough. But anyway, so <laughs> the, yeah, the slow-mo fight scenes after a point got dull. Like I'm sitting there going, why do we slow-mo this? Like I understand, okay, like Cyclone doing her spinning, doing her stuff in the air because again, she's bending the wind. She, yeah. she as a arrow- subjective issue, I I agree. I I do feel like um, by the end of it, it did feel pretty uh, overplayed. And then I'm sitting there going, like, okay, we got to the fight at the end versus Sabak uh, versus uh, Black Adam versus. Uh, a somehow con- interconnected uh, version of Hawkman is able to connect with the helmet of fate and make multiples of himself. I'm like, wait a minute. I yeah, because uh, think- something, something, he's a nice guy. Something, something, he's a nice guy. Something, something, he was best friends with Dr. Fate. Something, something, he's I saw him do it a, f- a bunch of times, so yeah. I know how to do it now. It's <laughs> like, but you never wore the helmet, Carter. You if everybody would helmet. like to take a moment to remember, Goku learned how to do a Kamehameha <laughs> because he saw somebody do it once. <laughs> Just once. And, and uh, Hawkman... Pre- presented it as I saw my like I my learned is, this trick. I learned this by watching my bestest best friend and maybe boyfriend, maybe lover. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those two, those two were a hoot, man. Uh, Pierce Brosnan, as far as I'm concerned, man, he definitely brought a level of. I mean, he brought a level to it. The guy playing Hawkman brought a level to it. I, I really enjoyed watching both of them act against each other. And giving off of you guys each yeah, other that was too. really interesting uh, how they did that. So they kept that relationship. Because, again, you know, you think Hawkman, you know, again, something that could have been said in the deal was is that maybe fate taught him a few tricks or whatever. And it, it was just to the point of saying, you know, sir, I taught you everything you know, but that doesn't mean I taught you everything I know. Something like that, because like even to the point where it's like, okay, he throws up the he throws up. Oh, the here's deal. another instance of something wasn't said, and you're annoyed by that. Yes, yes, I am. Okay, okay, cool. So, but anyway, um, the slow mo fighting was a bit problematic for me because at that point it's just like, why, why, why are we okay? Why do we need to show the lightning again? Like when he, 
I understand that, like, for example, when the little boy was about to get shot by the uncle, he was about to shoot him. It's like, okay, I understand we're building tension, but you could build that same tension by just having him try to fly and determine if he caught the bullet or not. And then he goes crazy, and it, because that's the whole thing. It was never about the bullet. It was what happened after the bullet. Because, again, it's that whole idea that Hawkman kept talking about, about the fact that he destroyed the nation with his rage. And the idea that the question of, can he control the power enough to not do that again? You know, so it's interesting how they played it. But again, it was just too much, too much slow-mo. Like, he could have just flew in and caught the bullet. Bullet's caught. It's established. The little boy falls down. You think he didn't catch the bullet in time. He's like, I'm okay, I'm okay. And then all of a sudden, he just, he just lights up the eyes again. And now it's the same situation. And now the same thing could have been done with a, with a lot less of that slow-mo junk. I just wasn't a fan of the slow-mo after, like, the fourth time of it. Um, you know, all things considered, I mean... Jingles and I obviously may not always uh, agree with you on all your points, Will, but mm. you sure do have a lot of words for those points. <laughs> <laughs> he sure does. You sure, you sure have a lot of. Uh, you sure actually have a lot of interesting ways of saying the same thing. Okay, I'm not sure I take that, but okay. <laughs> um, take all- it as a friend giving you a rib. Okay, I can take that. Right, the only other thing I could say about the movie overall was for things I didn't like. Uh, man, the, there are certain parts about the CG that worked really well for me. As far as the costume goes, as far as a lot of other things go. When you gave me Sabak at the end, though, he looked super cg Uh There are even moments where like he's fighting and he was the same height as Hawkman, and then in other scenes he'd be bigger than Hawkman, and then there'd be moments where he would, and I can understand again, if you gave me something that says hey, as a demon, he has to be able to manipulate size, or something, but again, he's just mm. changing sizes, like multiple times in the fight, like he's grows bigger, gets smaller, grows bigger, like he's fighting Cyclone and then at one point, it, it's just, we'll it's just weird. Mark another point down for wasn't explained. Wasn't explicitly explained. <laughs> well, I mean, again, if the demon could just, just do needed these to things, cut, you just need to know. You what just are, needed to cut to some people sitting behind just some computers, tapping rules? away at some keyboards, and going like, "It's Sabak. He's got demon power in him. It allows him to grow and shrink at will." Here's a full list of all Sabak's. Here's a full list of all Sabak's powers, and while we're at it, here's a full list of everybody else's powers. How can Cyclone spin and breathe in a tornado? Doesn't make sense. How can Atom Smasher get so big and not die of starvation? Doesn't make sense. How can Hawkman fly high and not but, 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 pass but out Adam from Smasher, the thin Adam air? Smasher. Kind of doesn't make it. sense. Doesn't make Adam any Smasher. sense. He didn't explain it. Adam Smasher, How can Doctor Fate duplicate himself? Because when Adam Smasher is asking for snacks early on, what does he say? It burns up a lot of calories being going going gigantic. So yeah, and then he it. eats a power bar and he's fine. <laughs> <laughs> he needs well, to eat an entire cow for that to make sense. Needs, yeah, but he's constantly oh, eating. Cows. He needs to meet five cows. <laughs> he's constantly eating. He's like the Flash. Like there's a point He's where constantly he eating on like little power bars. You see, <laughs> no, because uh, at one point he had that see, bucket of chicken, and then Doctor Fate. Oh, sorry. He, yeah, he didn't even finish his bucket of chicken. <laughs> no, he did. We did not physically see him finish that bucket of chicken. Therefore, it makes no sense. It makes no sense. 
I'm just saying. At least and nor Alex did he have dialogue saying, oh, boy, I sure enjoyed eating that full bucket of chicken. <laughs> <laughs> and slaps his tummy and goes, yum, yum. Yum, yum. <laughs> Nummy, nummy for my tummy. I now am at full power and can grow again. (laughs) Good job, Adam Smasher. uh, Inheritant. A parent to the Adam oh, Smasher. Oh, they name. didn't explain how the old Adam Smasher passed his power on to the new Adam he Smasher. Said it was passed on to him so it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any. What does that mean? It passes genetically. It yeah. passes genetically. Why didn't they say it in the movie? Can Henry Winkler not grow and shrink anymore? How does I need I, an explanation here? How does Black Adam? You why does his power manifest in the lightning and not energy beams? Why does that happen? How can like oh well so, he has the the power of Zeus or whatever no he he's remember got like how an they, entire other pantheon yeah you remember how they changed all his pantheon to like yeah. not not the ones from the comics because they had like Solomon as in there and oh, like they kept that they kept that for uh, Shazam and did so they keep they, it for that, Shazam yeah so I actually like this detail where it's like Black Adam draws his power from one pantheon and Billy draws his from another pantheon hmm, mm-hmm. interesting yeah. We, we have a sponsor. So We've been sponsored. Have you ever tested your nerd kung fu? Have you ever tested... Nerd kung fu? Nerd kung fu, yes. Your nerd kung fu. Now, I know what you're thinking. What is nerd kung fu? Because it's not like we're going to get a bunch of nerds fighting in a ring. But maybe it's about how you look. Maybe it's about being able to show off that nerd thing that you dig. You know what I mean? Do you like The Office? Do you like Star Wars? Do you like Jurassic Park? Do you like video games, anime, movies, etc.? Because if you do, you can get your nerd kung fu on. In the description on the podcast, there will be a link. You can go there and you can order up to your heart's desire on anything from shirts to socks to posters and all sorts of things. Even The Godfather. So if you're down into movies and video games and comic books and or things like that tv shows even i mean like i said the office firefly is represented they got all sorts of stuff it's all legally licensed official stuff jingle spider uh what's your nerd kung fu uh my nerd kung fu is weak but i feel like by following the link in the description i might be able to make it stronger spider what's your nerd kung fu my nerd kung fu is a southern style it uh is very fast very aggressive Mostly uses just the two first knuckles on my hand to knock people out, but that's only because the stunt people are kind enough to fall over. It's up to you how your nerd kung fu is. We appreciate you checking it out and grabbing the link and getting your stuff from nerdkungfu.com. I'm just saying they did explain. But they didn't say it, so it just. (laughs) <laughs> but they didn't explain they everything, didn't, they didn't Will. have dialogue for it, so it doesn't make sense. I can't understand it. I cannot. I cannot. I can't infer anything. <laughs> oh, my. I'm sorry, Will. I'm I know sorry. we're being buttheads. I'm sorry. I was mean. I'm sorry. I will live. It's all right. I'm all a big boy. Okay. I'm sorry, buddy. <laughs> that was... Uh... But uh, just to, to just say, like, movies aren't going to explain everything yeah and you might not like that and you might not like that about movies and that's totally fine yeah but that then becomes like you you don't like it on a personal level yeah 
rather than saying it's a technical problem that the film doesn't take time uh, explaining it. That's some uh, that's some cinema sense thinking. Yeah, that is some cinema sense thinking. Yeah, they like they didn't explain this, or if they if the film does bother to explain it, then cinema sense accuses it of over explaining something. Yeah. And it, that's just the their modus operandi. That is, which I uh, I'm not going to explain what that means, so that later the audience gets mad because I didn't explain oh, what good. that means. <laughs> oh dear! But you 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 see our frustrations. You see you see the point. I that see we're trying our, the to points make. that we're trying to make. I'm yes. not frustrated. No. I just wanted to. Yeah. Like show you, like this is this again. I apologize that that was that that was a long tirade of us just countering you. So yeah. I'm sorry. Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Like I said, I'm a big boy. I can handle it. That's the whole point of having a conversation. We're not meant to mm. always agree, but we can be civil. And that's the important thing, right? So it, because I, I need to be able to listen as well as speak. Yeah, this right. important part of the conversation, build pathway to do that. So, yeah. So, maybe in that regard, we can say that it's more personal preference, but I still think it would be good to investigate the difference between my personal preference versus other things that may be out there determining how they feel about it to determine if there may have been something that could have been done better in the writing room. I don't know. And I still feel like now that's that a good is a good question. You know. Like what could have been done better in the writing room, or what could have uh, helped the film to be stronger? That's uh, that. Those are always good questions. Mm-hmm. And so I will say this: of course, the mm-hmm. the we we got the big fight between him and Sabak at the end, as well as what was left of the JSA, because of course. Um, Dr. Fate kept talking about how he saw his friend Hawkman dying and mm. everything. And then he was like, well, the thing he kept saying during it, which was kind of a tip of the hat in a way, but it wasn't super obvious, was we still have time to change the future. You know, we can't dictate what fate right. does, but we still have time to change the future. And so then he makes a decision saying, basically, I've, I've looked into my own future with this decision that I'm making and I see nothing. And that's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life. Because right. he understands he doesn't see his own future anymore. Which means if he makes the play he's going to make, he will die, but his friend will live. And so I thought that was really powerful. Kind of looking at it from the standpoint of what we do today can definitely affect our tomorrows type thing. So, so this was, isn't in the things you don't this like isn't in This isn't the thing that I hate now. I've, I've, I've done okay. that. So I thought that was interesting. I was like, I thought we were still in that section. I was like, this no. sounds like something you like, though. <laughs> Very much so. Very much so. Um, and then, of course, we wrap up the end with the with the big, um, you know, um, you know, Black Adam. Uh, you're not the only super duper uber guy. Yeah, you're not the only super pooper scooper on this planet. Very cheeky of them to to have Black Adam say, there's nobody on Earth that can stand a chance against me. I'm like, "Mm, you've only been to Condock so far, buddy. Yeah. (laughs) Of course, my favorite thing about that line is when she says, you don't want to be in my prison? Fine. Condock is now your prison. And if you leave Condock, I will deal with you. And he's just like, there's no one on Earth that can deal with me. It's like, I've got people. I do think it's cute. 
I do think that's a cute threat where she's like, like, I'll find Kondok is now your prison or some sort of like final jab at him. Like (laughs) as though Black Adam's going to be like, oh, oh, no, the place I wanted to be. (laughs) (laughs) It's all like, uh, well, Smider Roscoe, since you've been a bad and you broke the law, uh, now Disney World is your prison. Damn. (laughs) And I... (laughs) And I still had like, oh man, so I'm like an employee of Disney World? No, like you're the unlimited forever guest and everything is covered. Oh no, oh, my God, that sucks. <laughs> this is the worst. I get unlimited shirts and hats and pins and man, no, just the, food. The, the most impressive thing is you don't have to pay for food or drinks there. Yeah. Oh wow. Considering those are like a million billion dollars, that's where they really get you. Yeah, it's the like merchandise party. itself is like pretty, pretty fine as far as like cost goes, but it's like food. Yeah, like water bottles are like twenty bucks. Yeah, woof. That's some high quality H two O. Actually, <laughs> but so then of course here comes Henry Cavill. Never heard of him. As, as um, the man I'm going to ask steel. you guys, did his suit seem brighter to you? Well, uh, yes, because um, don't forget that um, Zack Snyder uh, drops saturation yep. in his movies. Uh, wait, so the suit was always that bright? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. If, you watch, if you watch in uh, Justice Weed. Yeah. Or behind the scenes stuff. Or Justice League. Yeah, Justice uh, if you watch that one, like his suit's very bright. Yeah. Well, also go watch 300 and then watch the behind the scenes <coughs> of 300, and you find out Sorry. real quick how much he uh, he desaturates stuff. Right. Or just watch any of his superhero movies, and you see how desaturated everything is. Right. Desaturated and dark like Don Cheadle. Dang. Is <laughs> is he Brother Darkness now? Yes. Okay. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I like uh, I like how you said that with an authority. <laughs> yeah. I think out of all of us, Will would have that authority. <laughs> yes, I actually stole that line from an old epic rap battle of history years ago. Mm. It was the uh, Bill O'Reilly versus John Lennon, and yeah, there was a line about Don Cheadle, and so I, I stole it from there. But anyway, overall, I mean, of course, we got the, the 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 Man of Steel back, and he was in an interview shortly after the reveal. Where everybody got out there that he was in the end credit scene, and he was like, "We you know, I hope to eventually do something Man of Steel two, if that's what we decide to call it, uh, or whatever that movie will be, and continue to do more Superman stories." So I'm glad he's back. Um, I'm glad that. Uh, that's going to continue to go on. Now, what the DCU looks like past Flashpoint, I have no idea. Because, of course, a lot of people... that movie still comes out. Discovery and all that stuff. Well, no, Flashpoint's... The, the Flash movie's going to... They're pretty much going to do Flashpoint in the Flash movie that they're doing with Ezra Miller. Yeah. You know, now, I'm saying, assuming that movie ends up coming out. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, to... Uh, I, I I feel like partly on on Will's side about that with like what are you talking about? Of course it's going to come on out, and but I mean 
Batgirl was basically done. True. Yeah, True. Batgirl was and done. That's not coming out. Yeah. But they 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 made some serious strides to basically say this is happening. Like this is not gonna not happen at all. We pushed things because Black Adam is the last movie we could put our money on and hopefully make our money back on it. We want to make sure all the stuff with Flash is yeah. done, done before we do it. So well, we're also going to see big changes going forward mm-hmm. like with a unified vision. It's, yep. Now it's James Gunn and who's the other guy? I don't know his I'm, name. I was wanting to look that up. Maybe but, if I scroll uh, up, I can we'll find be the... James Gunn and Gunn James. <laughs> ah, of course. The 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 Guns Brothers. The Guns Brothers. The Billy. It's Billy Gunn. It's Billy Gunn. I knew it. It was the Gun Club. It was the. It gun. was the Gun Club. So, so no. We not find gonna, out. No, not gonna make that joke. No, not no, making that cool. joke. Not Sorry, the AEW I set joke. you up for that one. That one's my bad. Not brawl for it. all. Brawl for, brawl for all. Brawl for all. Brawl for, brawl all. for all. That's where Bart Gunn. Uh, knocked out JBL, and it was oh, the man. best thing ever. I don't care what anybody says about Vince Russo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I still think the best thing ever was that moment when um, Shawn Michaels sweet and that's music, that. Shelton, Ed, Shelton Benjamin as he's coming off the rope. That was still one of my I've never seen that. moments ever. Oh, my gosh. It's beautiful. No, I just really don't like JBL. Well, yeah. I could totally understand why you The second best thing is when uh, What's-Their-Face uh, gave JBL that receipt for beating up Blue Meanie. They came in and just like split his head open with a chair. Was that, was that in EC, was that in the ECW event that they did? It, the one night stand. So during d- during the the one night stand, JBL really like just really went ham on Blue Meanie and like smashed up his face real good. And so in a later match, um, while JBL was wrestling somebody else, uh, one of one of Blue Meanie's friends came in from behind and just cracked JBL right on the head with a steel chair and it, it made him bleed. And yeah. like, I think it concussed him. Yeah. And I like that it. was on purpose. Yeah. yeah. That's a nasty receipt. Receipts go that way. Sometimes you mess with people's friends, man, and wrestling, especially it, it, it comes back to bite you. No, absolutely. Uh, yo, if, uh, <laughs> uh, Hey, Will. Yeah. Uh, make me a promise that if ever, um, we're doing a tag team match for the championship. Yeah, and you're on my team, and one of the guys that we're going up against, just for no reason, maybe I said something wrong to him, be uh, backstage, and he just starts kicking the crap out of me. That you'll go over there and give him the hardest receipt. Oh, I'm life. going to just knock somebody out. I tell you what, um, and I can say this now because Crown Jewel has happened again. Um, so apparently, uh, Logan Paul and Roman Reigns fought at Crown Jewel, and, um, they said that at one point that Logan Paul gave the best buckshot lariat that's ever been done in the history of wrestling, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure there's a hangman that might be mad at that. (laughs) Pretty sure. The best buckshot lariat was done by a YouTube dude who now wants to wrestle. Okay, sure. No, no, yeah, he's getting the push. So you oh, should not is. be surprised by that. He is. He's getting the push. But, uh, of course, apparently he did all that stuff in the ring in Saudi Arabia, and he tore up his leg, like, really bad. Like, he tore up, like, a couple of tendons 
and all sorts of crazy stuff. Like right. he was talking about it afterwards. I was just like, that's what you get when you go in the ring with Roman Reigns, try to bust up somebody, you get tore up your legs all over the place. And then Jake Paul's all trying to get in there. So they've got Jake Paul with his own entrance, which means at some point, once Logan heals, there will probably be a tag team match between them and the Usos. Right. Just like, well, I, I am going to grab this lasso, <laughs> and I don't even care about a segue at this point. I'm just going to slowly reel this back in. Yeah, I was just waiting for Jingles to look up the name of the other person that's working for Jay, working with James Gunn. On no, I, I, that's there. fine. Let's give him time and let's. No, keep... I posted it. Oh yeah, I didn't. There, it's sorry. Peter Saffron. Okay, my apologies. Saffron's a cool name. I didn't. Or is it Safran? Safran. It could be Safran. I don't know. I would, He's not James Gunn. I would pronounce it as Saffron. But uh, I, uh, let's see. If you guys he, were paying attention, you would have seen that I posted it. I, I, saw, it. We I saw it, but talking. I didn't say it. You're right. I didn't see it. I, um, you know, this is probably one of the more frustrating parts about a film like this is that uh, there are no massive glaring technical issues that I could find. Uh, yeah. I, th- it was very well, it was very competently made. Uh, there's again, there's subjective stuff that I wish that they would have changed about it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I wanted to just point out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Since Will hadn't given us the opportunity to say what we didn't like did. about the movie, yeah. we're now going to take this opportunity <laughs> to say what we didn't like about this movie. Will, if Will, he transitioned right into us down, <laughs> right into talking about Henry Cavill, <laughs> right as soon as he was done talking. Oh, <laughs> uh, you only do it every so often. It's fine. It's fine. That's why we have to lasso it back. Go ahead, brother. I. Um. Yeah, like I was saying before, I don't, I couldn't find any massive technical issues. Like nothing, nothing about weird editing or uh, bad acting. I uh, and even out of the story, it stayed pretty tight. It didn't, it didn't bother with too many loose threads that we were gonna have to revisit. Uh. I was super happy to see Mo Amar, uh, the comedian, in there, and mm. he was re. Uh, I love I love a lot of his stand up, and I was happy to see him in there. Um, I did think uh, that there were some proportional issues with um, the rocks face being superimposed on that body double that they had for when he's a smaller guy and it's really just one shot where i feel like <laughs> it is it's weird. kind of jarring but otherwise i thought they were pretty smart on how they always had it at a different angle but if you look at the body double head on like it like it does for one shot it um it's a bit it's more when, first, when he first transforms and back in front of Hawkman. Yeah, like when he's in the throne room and he's talking with Hawkman and he turns back into his regular human form. Uh, you know, it was really only there that like the proportions of his head did not seem like they quite right. match the rest of his body. 
And uh, otherwise, even when he's making his escape from the prison and then floating up to the surface, all of that I felt looked pretty good. Uh, I do agree subjectively that the CGI was overused and sorry, not the CGI, the slow-mo was overused. And I think that there's not much technically wrong with the way that Sabak looked at the end with, uh, as a big CG character would look. Um, obviously, I think there was. I think there's going to be a lot of people that are going to sort of say that it looks like crap, despite like. I mean, it's obvious that it's a big CGI monster, and I think a lot of people are just going to be overly harsh to that. But honestly, I thought it looked pretty good. Um, now there's a difference between looks pretty good versus looked really believable. Sabak did not look believable. But he looked really good. His, I felt like his design was really smart and having the pantagram burned onto his chest while it's still smoldering periodically, I thought, what, I thought was a really cool artistic decision. And um, I think those are my major problems. What about you, bro? Uh, I thought the story overall was kind of dumb. Mm. Um, and like I said, this is just a, a, a big push because uh, Dwayne Johnson wanted to be a superhero. Um, and so they're like, you could be Black Adam if you want. Mm -hmm. And he's all like, yes, I will be Black Adam now. And they told him that 12 years ago. They told him that like a million years ago. Um, and then he posted that cringy, cringy thing on instagram it was all like when i was a kid i always thought i wanted to be like superman but it turns out i i didn't want to be like the goody two shoes i wanted to be bad and so now i'm gonna be black adam <laughs> i'm paraphrasing of course because i what are you talking about the rock never makes anything <laughs> cringy mm, sure he's never once done a cringy thing and so, like, this, th my main issue going into this movie is, like, this is a vehicle for The Rock to be The Rock mm -hmm. and to be all like, look, I can be in superhero movies, too. That's what you guys want, right? Mm -hmm. And I can make money from this as well, even though I doubt he cares about Black Adam as a character. Um, and I honestly, I think that there's other heroes he probably could have been aside from Black Adam. But because they had Shazam out recently, they're like, oh, man, this kid, this is like Shazam. This is Black Adam. It's one of Shazam's biggest nemesis. Oh, we're not going to have Shazam in this movie at all? Hmm, okay. <laughs> Instead, we're going to bring back Henry Cavill for the end of it? Because, you know, Black Adam and Superman have historically been arch nemesis to each other. Historically. And so it's just like let's just bend the rules because the rock wants to be in a superhero costume and look cool. And you know, I, I have to respect John Cena so much more because he chose a nothing character to play as. Yeah. And he made him interesting and fun. And he's not just John Cena again. Yeah. He's an interesting nuanced character in peacemaker and the in the, the suicide squad. When I saw that peacemaker series, Oh my gosh, he kills it in that role. He's very good. Um, <laughs> he's almost too good at improv, though. He is almost too good. Well, he's always been like 
really clever. I and honestly, I feel like the WWE has held him back I, 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 from I being creatively interested. Because there's a scene whenever they're arguing over who <laughs> could have been who could have been framed to kill a per- kill a person instead of him. And oh my gosh, just the improv he does on that is incredible. Yes. And so this is this is just a, a vanity project for Dwayne Johnson. And as a long standing Dwayne Johnson fan, like I'm tired of seeing him in everything. Dwayne, you don't have to be in everything. Mm-hmm. You're already in Fast and the Furious, which I think you're above. Mm. You did Rampage. You did which Jungle also Cruise. Think you're above. You're you're above all these projects, and you're above Black Adam. Mm-hmm. I really think that there could have been a better character for you to play, but luckily, Black Adam's the kind of character I can just be stoic and not emote, and maybe look kind of glum sometimes. Yeah, and not like maybe. John Cena as Peacemaker, who is vulnerable, mm-hmm. is funny, is. In the first episode, we see him cry, like hard cry. Yeah. And he's like a nuanced character. Mm. But this Black Adam is... Still somehow funny. Yeah, in Peacemaker, yes. Yeah. Still somehow funny. Um, But this Black Adam is just like a, a stoic... Like, he might as well just be another superhero, just one that kills. Mm. Instead of Black Adam, who is not an anti-hero at all. The character himself has is like, as far as I can tell, only once in an alternate dimension did he be like, I guess I'll be a good guy from now on. And that was the dimension where Superman murdered Shazam. And so he was like, I'm going to protect Kondok and protect the Rock of Eternity. But that's not the case in this version. So it's just, it's annoying to me. Um, so I went into this movie expecting not to enjoy it, uh, because I feel like this is just a vanity project for Dwayne Johnson, but I will say I went into this movie. I had a good time with it. It didn't wow me in any sense. Um, and it does very little to like progress the story of the DCEU and down to the very fact they didn't even bring up or show Captain Marvel Shazam. And that's really annoying to me. And they didn't bring up any of like the people that Shazam has had to deal with. Like Dr. What's his face or Caterpillar man, whose names don't are not with me right now. And and I don't care. uh, (laughs) There you go. (laughs) It's not important. Sounds like a sounds like a pretty big lineup of a missed opportunity in your heart. This is a massive missed opportunity, but because Dwayne Johnson oh, is Mr. Mind. this is his vehicle, it's made. Thank you, Mister Mind. Um, because it's his vanity project, he can just be all like, "Forget all of that. I want Superman. Get me Henry Cavill." Mm-hmm. And like, then they had to announce, "Yeah, Henry Cavill's coming back to." be Superman again in some future projects. We don't know what those are yet. Mm. And, you know, announced well, that, you that, say that there's part of that, that makes a lot of cynical sense about, um, like they probably actually had very little in the ways of plans of bringing Henry Cavill back. And then somebody, some poor 
intern has to come up and tell the executive. Yeah, D- uh, Dwayne Johnson, he's an executive producer on the Black Adam film. Uh, he really, really, really wants Henry Cavill to be there in the film in some sort of way, even in a post credit scene. Uh, like, I that that's what he's saying. And now that executive has to sit there and think, can we do that? Can can we do that? I don't. I like uh, nobody's talked to Henry for a long time. I'm sure Henry's been well, talking. Henry's to wanted to do it for a while too. Um, it's not just a matter of the Rock saying, "Hey, I want him to do it," but you know the fact that Henry Cavill has wanted to be sure. there. Sure. My my point is, it doesn't like Jingles is he's making me think that. Um, they didn't ever have that as part of the plan first of having Henry Cavill be a part of this movie. And, and in the, fact, if they hadn't yeah. shown that end credit sequence, it wouldn't have changed the movie at all. No, no, it wouldn't have. As well as um, all Dwayne's been saying is all like, I want to face Superman. I want to fight Superman. I want to be the fuck guy to fight Superman. And I'm just like, Black Adam doesn't really fight Superman. Like, he should be fighting like, Superman. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I feel like if this movie was trying to be more authentic and trying to be like, uh, I can't think of the word, but um, authentic is the closest I can get. If, if they wanted to do like that, then they would have had him meet Shazam at the end. But Dwayne doesn't want that. This isn't Black Adam we're watching. This is uh, Dwayne Johnson dressed as Black Adam, and Dwayne Johnson wants to fight Superman. And what Dwayne Johnson wants, Dwayne Johnson's going to get, and that's the bottom line. Yeah. And so, like, I'm, I'm frustrated with it because this is so clearly just a vehicle for Dwayne Johnson to do with what he wants. Instead, and, and I feel like the inclusion of the JSA was literally just there so that th- the producers can be all like, look, this is still DC stuff. Mm-hmm. I, 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 can, I can hear that. Um, and so to me, it's just, it, it's a disappointment in that sense. The movie itself is fine. If I completely remove it from everything else and... Like, like I usually have to do for some movies. If I'm just all like, okay, they're doing something totally different. They're doing something else entirely. Don't even like think about the behind the scenes stuff that Dwayne was definitely doing behind the scenes. Just think about the movie by itself. The movie is okay. It reminds me of a mid 2000 right. superhero movie. It's fine. It's, it's inoffensive. It doesn't do anything terribly bad it's kind of a boring story uh the characters are kind of boring uh dr fate made me happy because i like dr fate a lot um and yeah it was just like the story was fine and i guess the cgi in places were kind of dumb oh and also just like the the ultimate bad guy being being revealed is just like a black Adam, but even worse. Um, 
it's the demons made their own champion. Hor Hor. He's called Sabak. Yeah, that sounds suspiciously like a Shazam villain. Yeah. Like, like it, it's weird to have a Shazam movie without Shazam. Hmm. Now you know how I feel with Venom. <laughs> and then just rework. Yeah, that's a, that. Now that now that I have that greater context of like, because there's the trope of oh, it's just the hero but bad. Black Adam is supposed to be that. Yeah, Black Adam is the hero but bad. But now they've gave him his own but hero but bad. Yes. And Ooh, so it's, yeah, that's uh, that's reframing a lot of things for me right now. <laughs> and so, from that standpoint, I'm like, this movie's a disappointment, not because it's a bad movie, but because of what it is and what it stands for. Mm-hmm. You know, and it being a vehicle for the Rock to look. I'm in superheroes now too. I am also a superheroes. Yay! Yay! Um. So to me, I'm like, it's it's fine. It's a the movie's fine. Okay. Well, and that's all I got to say. There's about nothing that. wrong with that. I mean, I, I definitely can. I I can understand where that's coming from. And like I said, my biggest fear I think was I didn't need to see the rock being something else. And there were moments where there was a lot of heart to it. But I could definitely understand why you feel like this is not really something that it should be because it should feel like more of a Shazam project where it's like. Hey, you know what? Maybe instead of just, you know, instead of just having this whole thing going on here, maybe it should be a thing where uh, Shazam is involved somehow. Even if it's, I mean, I don't understand why he couldn't have been the one that Amanda Waller called. Other than just because, oh yeah, Superman. Like, if she has access to all these people, it seems like Shazam would have been somebody she would have had access to too. Mm. It's uh <laughs> No, I'm I to be honest, I'm still on <laughs> what Jingles was talking about about just Oh man. <laughs> it's, it's like Venom all over. I didn't and I never really thought about it that way. I really never thought about that that way. And then he's just like Jingles yeah, just, me too, Jingles and just I came was... in with the one two punch. It was just like, all right, Tyson in his prime. Like, all right, dude, I get it. Mm-hmm. I get it. We were we weren't looking around the ring, and he and he was already on the turnbuckle, and the all the audience was like, "Will turn around, turn yeah, around, Will." Just, duh, 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 duh. And I just got kicked in the face. <laughs> like, but wait, what are you talking about? That's it. And then he hit you with the finisher, stunned me right there. And then that's when, you know, all the kids in the audience are like, oh, my God. Oh, he's out. Uh, and then the kids, you know, they'll be like, this is you, awesome. This is awesome. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I feel like that's a really interesting way to sort of recontextualize this. And, uh, yeah, I, it absolutely does. The, the films feel like a big missed opportunity because of yeah. that. Because and I mean, of what you it's, said. I mean, man, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, I, I really think I didn't make the Venom connection until you said that because it's like this does feel like because it, it because now the, the big other big question is okay, so they're going to do Shazam 2 
are we not going to get a reference to Black Adam then either? I mean, because they made a reference to Black Adam in the end of the first Shazam movie. There's a point where he's sitting there talking about you know, the other spot that he was supposed Beast. to be in, and they're like, they didn't know who that other spot was for, but then they were like, whoever that spot is for, he's family, they're family, and we'll love them just the same. And I'm like, okay, that's great, but who is it? Um, so, um, based on what Jingles was saying earlier about like how this feels like a big vanity project for The Rock, um, I I kind of feel like when it comes to the Shazam film, I feel like they're going to actually be a lot better about that. Like, they're going to be a lot better about building up Billy and having this sort of elevated story that's not centered around the star. I think, uh, I don't know. I think I think Shazam is going to be better about like you know name dropping bigger parts of the DC universe, and instead of anything that Zachary Le- Levy would want to bring on up because you know he's a team player and yeah he's not air quotes franchise Viagra right. like The Rock is, hmm. but he uh, I I think he's much more. I, I think the production isn't as centered around him as it is The Rock. So I think I think it's actually going to be uh, okay. better in that regards. I'm a yeah, bit there's nothing wrong with that. that that's, I, mean, I yeah. mean, come on, man. I mean, part of the whole thing is hopes and dreams that this would be something great. I mean, yeah, there's nothing wrong with being hopeful on something like this at all. The worst part is, unfortunately, mm-hmm. sometimes with some projects, you know, you, you get burned so many times, eventually you just don't feel like giving it another chance. You know, so you just wonder mm-hmm. how long you're going to ride with it till the wheels fall off and hopes that it actually is really good, continues to be, get better. Because the question then becomes, okay, so when we do we get, do we end up ever getting Black Adam Shazam or do we just end up going Black Adam Superman? You know, that's don't know. Question. It's not clear. So, by the way, on something totally unrelated to this, um, I got to see the movie on the Roku channel. It's available called Weird: The Al Yankovic Story on the Roku channel today. Let me tell you something. I never in a million years thought I would laugh as much as I did on a documentary where the documentary storyline of course Daniel Radcliffe plays the role of of Weird Al and the way they do the story is such that it's it's very much not all true and it's very much exaggerated but they try to play it as though it's not exaggerated at all in any way or format which speaks highly of Weird Al as a person so without going into too much detail I will say that I uh I definitely laugh my butt off on it. Uh, I may do a solo episode where I do a review of the movie just to kind of talk about it because I feel like it's something that, that people need to know exists. Because, my God, is that, a, that was a wonderful movie, I feel like. It it, it, it it handled the matter the way it's supposed to handle the matter for who you're talking about, but it was also just hilarious how they did it. Yeah, people should not watch Black Adam and instead go watch Weird. 
the Al Yankovic story. Okay. I didn't realize that was where we were going, but sure. <laughs> okay. That's where I'm going. No. By all means, sir. Go for it. <laughs> I'm kidding. You can watch whatever you want. I don't care. Lots of people that I've been talking to are really burnt out with superhero movies anyway. And that's like all of them. And a part of that is because they feel like they have to watch all of them. And the fact is you don't. You, you're not obligated to watch all of them. I mean, we are because our podcast here is all about pop culture. So we got to keep up with that. But the general viewing audience, don't worry about it. You can skip some of these shows and movies. It's fine. Like, it's just going to make your viewing experience less fun if you feel right. obligated to have to watch them and all. don't anybody tell you you have to watch it. Because, man, look, there's so many things I don't like. Andor. I've watched three episodes of Andor. I have not watched any more of Andor yet. Do I want to watch it at some point? Probably. But it's not something you have to watch today. Smider and I have been watching Andor. Andor is great, but it's very like it's Andor a very dry a Star Wars lot, show. It feels like a lot like the 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 kind of the political, super political stuff that was in a lot of the other Star Wars movies. But at the same time, it's like it. So it's not just the crazy political stuff, but it's also just a lot more political, crazy stuff with a little bit of espionage. And could I enjoy it? Yeah, yep. but I've just not sat down and and taken the time to catch up with it all yet. That's all I'm saying. Smatter and I have been watching every episode as they come out. So, but don't let anybody make you feel like you feel a certain way is all I'm saying. You you can watch what you want to watch mm-hmm. or don't want what you don't want to watch. And if this show we do and we watch something and you're like, I don't really care for that. Okay, that's cool. We hope to catch you on the next one. We definitely hope to talk about something you do want to talk about so that way we can get you to listen and check it out and Get your thoughts on it and all that stuff. Because, hey, we love talking. We love the communication with you. The vibe is real. Yes. So. But that's all I got to say about that. I think we've hit the wrap up on it. I think we're about as good as we're going to get today on the subject matter. So I suppose uh, so. So, any, you know... Also, another thing I'm just going to say real quick, just because it makes a crap ton of money doesn't necessarily mean it's great. And it doesn't have to be. Yeah. Like, it can be okay. It doesn't have to be the greatest movie ever. It is done. Don't, 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 uh, don't try to make, don't try to make it feel like it should have to be. But anyway, that, that's really it on that. I think we're about done. So, fellas, any last words before we wrap this sucker up? Well, Smiter's in the restroom right now. Oh, so, okay. I wasn't aware. Um, yeah, he left a message in the chat. Um, I will say for this, um, my, my final words were, uh, it should have been Shazam and not Superman that showed up at the end. I can see that. Um my hope is that they will uh, come up with a way to get Shazam into these later because they need to do that. 
we need to we need to have Shazam in it. That's for certain. It's only right that Shazam be a part of this whole thing. So. And I hope he is. Somehow or another, I hope at some point he will be. He should be. Yes. Yes, he should be. Greta, final words. <laughs> I can see I can see Smider being like, love her as I loved her. Final and that shall be joy. He's already done that twice. Sorry. So, yeah, we've uh, we've done that. <laughs> um, fear the All old right. blood. Okay, uh, doesn't have anything to do with the subject. Uh, Sounds good. We are made men by the blood, undone by the blood. Okay, still the same thing, but not related to this. Mm-hmm. But good. and I refuse to make it related. Okay. So, um, simply said, I think um, there you go. At the end of the day, watch what you watch. Love what you love, and don't let anybody stress you out about what you don't. If you love Black Adam, that's dope. If you don't love Black Adam, that's dope too. Um, but just love what you love. And, and matter of fact, you know what? Here's something I challenge you to do, listeners. Let us know what you're watching. Let us know what movies and TV shows you're watching. I'm just curious. I just want to know. So, you know, we got, the, we got the link on the social media. We got other ways. As a matter of fact, uh, we have been invited to the Wisdom Act. Uh, as a podcast, so and I'll go over more of that in future weeks, just because there'll be some topics we'll discuss on there. That because of the way the setup is for wisdom, it's a little bit different than a standard podcast app, and that you're, you're expected to usually go a couple of hours. And the subject matter that we will talk about may be um, a little bit different than what we do here, uh, and it may be a little bit more language involved because you just never know who you're going to get. Because the way it works is pretty much you open up a topic and then pretty much anybody can jump in on the podcast that wants to, but you don't know anything about them before they jump on, as whether you accept them or not. <laughs> so you just don't know what kind of stuff you're going to get there. So just we start doing stuff like that for those. There may be some um, there may be some episodes that will have clips of, from Wisdom in it. So we'll just have to figure out how we're going to do that. That's a whole other issue. So thank you all for listening. I greatly appreciate all of you rocking with us, as always. And above all else, guys, do me a favor. Be blessed. Be a blessing to somebody, guys. Take care.